0: This is the 20th season of Bass Talk Live. BTL is presented by Bass Cat Boats, Strike King Lures, Aftco, Pro Guy Batteries, Pro, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, Beatdown Outdoors, and Sunline.
1: BTL, coming at you!
0: Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live, where we are going to talk about bass fishing, a little long-haul trucking expedition, a little jaunt up to Minnesota this past weekend uh, for the Crappie Chronicles and BTL St. Jude Dick Hiley Bass Classic fundraiser. Got to meet a lot of cool people up there this weekend. Highlight of my weekend was 11-year-old Owen who listens to btl he, he, he came he wanted to say hi he had a, a brandon Polinick sweatshirt on i was talking to him his dad was there they had like he had three under 11 and said there was a fourth at home all super well behaved but he was talking to me about it he's got a 14 foot john boat got it all rigged out he said he he, he fishes out of it by himself anyway uh you want to talk? There's a lot of discussion going on in the world of bass. We'll bring our guest in today. He'll appreciate this conversation as well. Uh, the one and only the 2024 Bass Fishing Hall of Fame inductee, along with the likes of Mike McGinnis, Skeet Reese, uh, Alfred Williams, and Fred Arbergast is the Z-Train mark zona thanks for jumping off btl i know you've got a crazy hectic schedule that's why we're doing it at noon so much appreciated and first right off the top before we get back to owen congratulations
1: thank you it uh i've i've started to comprehend i've never i'm stuttering now actually talking about it um i've been able to comprehend it a little bit since it was weird because i thought it was I, i didn't know what the what was happening in studio when tommy actually announced that uh and I've been able to comprehend it, especially the drive home. Cause I drive to the studio. I don't like flying. And it, it uh, uh, it's very, very humbling, I guess is the best, the best word I could use for that. For
0: sure. We'll circle back to the hall of fame. Uh, that was one of the main reasons I wanted to, uh, wanted to get you on to talk about that a little bit of history, a little bit about what that means. Uh, but back to 11 year old Owen. So we're at this deal. He comes up, he's got the Brandon Palahniuk sweatshirt on and it's, uh, it's Saturday afternoon evening. It's like 4.30. So uh, I said, are you a Polinic fan? And he's like, oh, dude, yeah, that's my guy. guy. So I send a picture to Brandon. This just shows like how there are so many good guys in the sport. And I think you would agree Brandon is at the top of the, the list as, yes. as far yes. as a representative for the sport. Everything it stands for, everything it's good for. And uh, all of a sudden, my phone's ringing, and it's a FaceTime call from Brandon. So I said, "Oh, step outside." We're at, a, wow. we're at a wow, We're at a at a brewery, mind you. So I said, eh, let's step outside." Uh, a German brewery called Giesenbroi Brewery in New Prague, Minnesota. Every screen hockey game. So anyway, we step out, and uh, Brandon talks to him for like ten minutes on wow. Facebook talking about the different setups that they've got, everything. He's at the weigh-in, like at the at the trailer and all that stuff and just like step back, spent 10 minutes with him. Uh, great kid, but you know what, in a, in a, an era or a day and age right now where there seems like there's just so much noise. It was really cool to have such a pure moment in fishing for a kid who used social media to connect with one of his favorite anglers. I think he'd met him at a before. And then for Brandon to spend that time. So a little heartwarming moment there.
1: Absolutely. And what's weird is I I actually use, I use Brandon for young kids, whether you're in, you know, grade school or high school or college. And I I always use Brandon as the, the, the mold, the mold for them to look at how he is uh, on the water, how he is off the water. And you know this, you, you, you've been in this, gosh, man, you've been in this game since you were a kid. You still are a kid banger. Um,
0: at heart.
1: You, you are, but what's interesting What's interesting is you've been in this so long, you know, it, it, look, anglers, their job, they throw shade at each other. That is all they do, to be honest with you. Polinic is one of those anglers, one of the very, very few anglers in, in covering this now for 21 years, is one of those dudes that nobody ever, I've never heard a crossword about Brandon Pollinick, a very high integrity, very professional. And the other thing is, and I've really grown to appreciate this throughout the years is very open with um, giving his information to goons like us and, and being able we're able to pass that on to the viewer on Bassmaster live. So a lot of respect uh, for Brandon in many, many, many ways. I look up to Brandon in in, in many ways.
0: I think he's, aware of uh the impact he can have uh, especially seeing well the average age of the nine incoming elite series uh Ben millican I believe at 32 or 34 was the oldest and that John Garrett was 28 the rest of the uh nine are all under 26 with Trey McKinney at a ripe age of I think 19 uh being the youngest but like all those dudes I know yeah. for a fact you know, there's a handful of guys that, that they look up to. And, uh, it's real interesting. Like it, it's, it's real interesting to watch these young guys navigate the off season. And then their first, and there's quite a few of them that I know have reached out to veteran anglers, which right. I think is, and I'm sure you've heard Smart. of this too. Smart. I don't know if any of the nine reached out to you. Uh, I haven't had a couple call me and we're like, you know, what are your thoughts on like how I should go about this and some stuff with sponsor wise. Mm-hmm. So, uh it that the sport is getting younger and younger and it's weird i mean it, we are in an era where brandon polinick is a 10 year veteran so
1: that is very bizarre actually i and i call bs on milliken being 32 or whatever you 34 <laughs> Ben milliken looks like he's older than me dude give me a break
0: <laughs> i hear you
1: he's he's weathered and i'm weathered
0: yeah uh here we'll start off right off with a comment there's tons of people that are uh that are Congratulating you on this Corey wow. RC. Congrats, Big Z. Dude has no idea who I am now, but he was such a huge influence on me as a teenager years ago at a local derby on wow. Wawasee, Coldwater, Randall, and more was always such a good dude.
1: That's 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 humbling. I I I, I won a, a lot of fished a lot of tournaments, won a lot of tournaments on on those lakes. And what's funny is I'm not a I'm not a big trophy guy. Actually, I I think I threw out a, a I do- we donated them actually we donated a bunch of i would say well, 150 200 plaques uh, a couple years ago but um that's cool to see that because the, the the plaque that that happened on friday it means a heck of a lot more than a lot of the tournament ones to me so i'll hang on to that plaque i guess
0: uh, i hear you all right so here it is on bassfishinghof.com. uh updated new uh really cool website that everybody needs to check out. High five fishing hall of fame to welcome, uh, Arbor McGinnis, uh, Reese Williams and, uh, Zona, uh, off the top, uh, uh, really happy to have you in. But I think it was a uh, past time for Alfred Williams, uh, to get the, to get the nod there, yes. especially like you guys know, you know what he's done and how influential he's been in techniques that dominated, Uh, the sport and have made a number of careers uh, that's one so you guys will be inducted this fall at the wonders of wildlife museum and uh, we had ike last year that were at this thing and he he brought uh uh, quite the crew i can only imagine you're gonna bring quite the quite the crew with you this fall uh when you descend upon uh, the wonders of wildlife
1: that is actually the only thing that really concerns me. I was up at Van Dam's uh store today. I was at at, at at DNR Sports Center getting some service done on my boat and and uh uh Randy Van Dam's daughter said, "Yeah, I don't know about, you know, that crew that you run with, you might want you might want to get the actual induction done first before you bring it in in pu- public." But you, you know what's strange? You know what's what's weird and and I, while we were doing Bassmaster Live, while we were doing Bassmaster Live, um, it 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 Saturday into in Sunday when when I'm in game mode and calling the tournament, uh, it, I, I did not process it, and and I'm not a I'm not a a crier, but I woke up on uh, yesterday morning. I was in the Central Illinois driving home, and I had the boat with me, and I broke down. It was like it was like 5:30 a.m., and I just started crying, and I don't I, I don't uh, no, I don't know why, um, but what's funny is, and you know, this Panger, anybody that works in, in the fishing industry, people tell you throughout your life. And it's all I've ever done. I've, I, whether it was fishing tournaments, selling bass boats, slinging fiberglass, um, into going into television, all I've had my entire life was people that told me I, I couldn't do it and I wasn't going to make it, um, and and what's funny is that, that that's always pissed me off, but it's also given, it gives you fuel to, to prove those people wrong. And I, I still, to this day, I made this comment to you years ago that, that and I'm being long-winded about this, but um, I, I made this comment to you that in the TV business, I've always worked uh, threatened, where I thought somebody was gonna come and take it away i I, i've done that throughout my life whatever i've done i've always worked threatened uh with that vibe of don't give don't give it up don't hey if 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 jm told me to walk out 20 years ago i could say that i and and that's what i thought would happen i really did i thought that would happen 20 years ago where i could look at karen and and my boys and say dang it man I, i i i commentated the bassmaster one time so to have have done that um for the years and zona show and and stuff like that um you need a you need any any hall of fame doesn't matter what sport it is i think what has made me the happiest is you need a team to get somewhere you need a team uh and and i've had i've had from the jm crew to my family and my friends and I don't have many friends. I don't. Uh, I, I just never have. That um, they're they're. I'm happy for them because they pushed me so hard, so hard, so many miles. And I missed. And I'm not bitching about that. Um, I missed a lot of. I missed a lot of my kids. You know, sixty percent of their life. Uh, and, and I could tell. I could really tell when they called me how happy they were. So that that meant. That meant the world to me. But you know what's weird is, I, I thought about this during the actually the the nominations. To be on that list, just to be on that list was humbling. To even be considered more more less getting in, you know, to be on a list with with a, the a guy that invented the hula popper is uh, it's hard. It's hard to comprehend, man. Uh, hell, we all had those back in the day. It's, it's very hard to comprehend, uh, to now, but
0: Alfred Williams is a frog guy too. So it's and, like, and by
1: the way, by the way, by the way, I followed Alfred and William. I mean, I used to burn out, uh, VHS, you know, uh, the, the cassettes of Bassmasters back in the, in the 80s, they did not, they did not call it a frog. It was, it was rat fishing. That is in the eighties. Um, I'm, heck man, I, when rojas came and they called it a frog i'm like dude that's a rat that was growing up yeah. that's what we called that so um for for to get in with that the whole group the whole group uh ski
0: yeah
1: uh, most of all though most of all but to to be side by side with with mike mckinnis he's my boss he's my business mm-hmm. partner and in, in a weird way he gave a a, 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 a an undrafted rookie a, a shot at, to me, one of the most uh, honored seats, being the Bassmaster with Tommy Sanders. He gave me a shot at that, Uh, and I would not have, if I would have, Karen knows this, and and a few other people, Van Dam knows this, I would not have felt right if I would have got in the Hall of Fame and Mike McKinnis did not. For the simple fact, the reason we watch live fishing started, it started with you and, and Jeffries, And and McKinnis grabbed you know Bassmaster Live and has produced what thirty classics in the weigh-ins and started started FLW Television. If you don't get in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame for those accolades, uh, you have to evidently walk on water. I mean, he he's done that much for the sport. So to be next to him is uh, I'll go back to this word I've said it It's very 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 humbling. it's it's hard to it's hard to comprehend like i i look out panger i look out at the lake that i grew up on you know where where mm-hmm. i would sit on a boat uh ditch i hate saying this it took me five years to get a two-year college degree, uh, an You're all degree with that. because i was constantly on a boat and i would sit out there and be like Why, why am I doing this? What am I doing? How, where, where am I going? Um, And I almost did. I almost turned down the TV gig. I was talking with Karen about that last night and she was the one that said, no, you've got to go do this. And I said, well, I don't talk that much. And she said, no, you, you, you you do too. You really do. (laughs) So it, uh, I I owe her probably um, the most. She's made me a better person because I, I was headed down different different road before
0: (laughs) Uh, you mentioned first a couple times you know that first chance that you got uh in the studio with mike so I, i i have three kind of first and i want you to answer and look back on this as a 2024 inductee into the hall of fame and look back on these first moments and and kind of explain what you did right or what you remember about that in hindsight now, knowing that it resulted in a Hall of Fame career. And the first one I'll go is Lake St. Clair, June 1999. We've done a show where we talked about how good you were on the water, but that was your first professional fishing tournament that you don't talk a lot about that. A lot of people don't know. I mean, you had 10 top tens you, you dominated, but that was in, in 99 there. So talk a little bit about like if 1999 first tournament there had said, dude, you are going to be inducted into the hall of fame in 2024 <laughs> in 1999 <laughs> at that tournament. If someone had said that, what would have gone through your mind? in And in, in that instance,
1: I would have asked them if they were on drugs, where did you get the drugs in Detroit? What are you, uh, no, uh, I, no, and and what's funny was I was pissed off at that tournament because I really thought I was going to win that tournament, um, and, and the other, you know, the other, the other side of the, no, I've never, 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 actually, that is where I met Mike McInnes, that is so weird now that I'm thinking of that, oh,
0: really, um, yes, I met well, yeah, him because England. they did a bunch of FLW stuff back then,
1: I met, he was a co-angler in that tournament and took second place, and I think he got bitched at for, taking money from the co-anglers while producing the television
0: (laughs) Um, and that's where you guys met for the first time
1: we met in the weigh-in line and and i really did i really thought i was gonna win that turn anyway um what's really bizarre what's really bizarre panger is that the the i think it was 2002 or 2003 where i won angler of the year in, in the the ever starts and took I think I tied for second in the championship and what's funny is I I look at that now and I was so I was so upset that I took in in a 12 month span I took four seconds I took four seconds and I was so disappointed And, and I truly believe this and Karen believes this if I would have won Let's say I would have won two of them. What's funny is I can look back on them now and know where I messed up in those tournaments. But that's what a you know a tournament junkie does. That even two two and a half decades later, you still think about the the damn tournament. That what move you could anyway. um, I I really believe if I would have won one or two, or let's say I would have won all four, and would have you know Ray Hanselman that that quad, I wouldn't be in television there is, it would have, it would have, it would have bled into full-time tournament. I was going to go full-time tournament fishing anyway. Um, stuff was rolling good. And what was funny was my very last tournament, my very last big, big tournament was an open on Champlain while we were doing Bass Center and Loudmouth Bass. And I almost won it. Uh, I, 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 I guess it would have been it was 20 years ago and anyway joe lucarelli won that tournament i almost won that again i think in my mind i should have won that tournament again <laughs> i drew this is no joke in that tournament i drew todd todd autton because they did not have enough co anglers and todd's like and do you know todd dude he's so yeah. nice he goes oh i got i got some rattletrap fish up in missicoy bay and i said todd you need to just come fishing with me for the day and i said we're gonna both we're gonna both be in the top we're gonna to be in the top 10 at the end of the day and it was back when you would on 2d you would you know drop a drop shot down on him and he did not know what a drop shot was oh. and I, basically it was it was forward-facing sonar style yeah. of fishing before and You're looking for
0: the from, lasagna
1: you're looking for the lasagna and i had a, a couple hundred slices of lasagna swimming around out there and he learned really quickly you I would just keep the drop shot cocked in my hand and wait till you see the lasagna drop it down well he's here's here's how many were there banger. are you ready he was dropping a one ounce Carolina rig with braid to a 20 pound a carbon <laughs> leader and cracking them and it finally finally registered wow, they're not as smart as I thought they were. I you, I could rough talk them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that was, anyway, that was a very long answer. But no, I, I never, ever, ever, ever could have um, fathomed 20-something years later to, to be inducted into the hall. No,
0: no. And then what do you remember about your very first day in the studio after Mike hired it, you? You kind of t- touched on it, but what was like that first day like? Do you remember it?
1: Terrified terrified um i had been doing look the only times i had been on television uh was for some tournaments you know i i i had a couple different tournaments where i had a camera crew in the boat and what's funny is panger i was always more interested in messing with the camera guy than actually winning the event <laughs> i'm not saying that jokingly um and i remember i so i remember i remember the tournament it was the one that um uh, it was Big Mama. It was the gosh, that's so long ago. It was Marizo Shimizu. Marizo and,
0: Shimizu on a table rock uh,
1: on on Gunnersville.
0: Gunnersville, okay.
1: Gunnersville, Big Mama, and I think Zell Roland won that tournament. Uh, lipless crankbait outside of boat dock, Seabold Creek. Uh, gosh, I could remember anyway. So I remember going in and watching Tommy, and got through it got through it and felt like I sucked like I always feel uh I always do I feel I can't watch myself on TV but I got done and I came home and I told Karen I said I uh I can say I can tell the kids you know because they were they were very young I said I can tell the kids that I commentated a Bassmaster tournament and that was my dream that was our yes you know your viewers man that's monday night football right that's what bass masters always has been at least to me and i it was the i would have been i think it was the pittsburgh classic jerry and mike asked if they could have a meeting with me and now bass center and loudmouth bass was still going at, at on at the time because it, <laughs> it had a one-year run and and that was a um that was a, a bit of a train wreck to start television in and so jerry and mike pulled me into a room and jerry said uh i remember it distinctly remember it he said would you consider taking my seat uh with with bassmaster um you didn't have to ask me two times you did not have to ask me two why times. why do you think and they I ask thought-
0: you out of everybody that they could ask a guy who had did not have any tv experience why you in 2005
1: uh, um boy that is a that's a hell of a question a really good question um i i think i think mike saw something um to me one of the biggest keys of of, of television is being yourself because uh, i'm terrified at public speaking but i'm <laughs> I, I i i'm terrified and like that is the one thing about the bass fishing hall of fame that I'm I'm mortified about that is to get in front of people. I'm okay. If, if somebody says, hey, we're on we're on Fox, you know, main Fox and there's a million people watching, I don't care. But if I've got to get in front of seven elementary school children and talk about fishing, I'm dripping sweat. It's a very bizarre <laughs> anyway. I, I think Mike knew quickly, I didn't know that. Um, what what you what you see is what you got it, to this day is just being yourself. The other thing, the other thing, I, and I do believe this is um, I, I, I think I think I think I understand the game. I I, did, I I think I did then and I can tell you I do not think anybody consumed more Fastmaster or FLW shows throughout the 80s. 90s. When I tell you, Panger, I watched tournaments, I would burn out VHS cassettes watching and re-watching and learning and learning and consuming and consuming. I did not know that I was training myself to commentate the Bassmasters back then, but I was. I was.
0: Wow. How much of an understanding do you think you have because your relationship with Kevin also and getting inside that mind of uh not as much like you no it wasn't like you
1: no kevin was a you know kevin kevin and i did not hang we did not really chill together uh we knew each other yeah, obviously okay. You I, know if, if you're yeah, yeah we, we knew each other we knew each other we competed against each other in 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 some tournaments um but it was more of a it was more hey what's up but then you know kevin had twins that were premature we had twins two years okay, after Okay, so this that. is all kind of... That is when Kevin, and uh, that's when we got very, 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 very close. It's probably best we did not find each other before that.
0: The <laughs> um, course uh, would have been changed.
1: Yeah, I have gotten trouble with Kevin Van Dam. I, I'm very confident in saying that we have pissed off Sherry and Karen multiple times, multiple holidays. There is no doubt in my mind of that. Yes.
0: Okay, and then I want to go so uh, to your first day of the TV show. When you're like, dude, I'm doing a a TV show because dude, that that that's also a massive massive part of your career too and uh, for lack of a better term, your legacy is the TV show. Do you remember the first day where you're like, my god, we're actually filming a season of this and there's other people that are like getting paid to, to film this like what's going on here? So- like what was that like?
1: So before it turned into Zona Show, it was World, they called it, you know, I remember, all right, so let, actually, I, let I've been real.
0: around, I was around for that, and then you had to right. rebrand it when it came in the whole thing, and you went around and asked everybody, what should we name the show, and yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. So
1: uh, uh, what was very weird about that were two different things, two different things, a lot like the McKinnis thing. ESPN, ESPN um, called me into a room, and there was all these intelligent TV people that I thought at the time. And there was a girl, there was a girl sitting, a uh, woman sitting there, young, very young, didn't fish. And she said, hey, uh, we have an opportunity. We're gonna name this show world's greatest fishing show. And I started laughing. I said, oh, that, that's not pressure at all. And and we'd like you to host it. And I said, okay. And she said, so here's, and she, she had a, a big PowerPoint presentation of here's how segment one is gonna go, commercial break, segment two, segment three, segment four and we have a production crew for you and we want you to start in the next couple of weeks I said I am not your guy I'm not your guy there's no way I'm doing that and like the whole room they cock their head like a dog does when it hears a weird sound and I said I said fishing fishing cannot have a script fishing cannot have a um fishing is uh it, it, it is an un. It, it's a puzzle it's a constantly moving puzzle and I said if you try to script it you're going to lose and I'm not going to lose. And, and she goes, well, what would your, and I remember she, she got cross with me. She said, what would your concept be? And I said, can I see your piece of paper? And her piece of paper had the, you know, the whole outline of the show. And I flipped it over and it was a, it was a white piece of paper. And I said, that's my concept. And there was a dude across the table and he said, go do it. And I thought, let's go, man, let's go. And that's how it, that's how it happened. And what was funny was, so I did not know there was two ways, there was two ways to do a fishing show back then, you know, as was, was pre YouTube and, and influencer stuff like yeah. that. And, and the, the two ways to do it, you were a paid gun to come in and host the show, or you owned your own television show, which I was like, I like this paid gun thing and until I realized it's way better to own your show, own your content um because they would never sell me those shows those shows are in some like Raiders of the Lost Dark Vault at, at, at ESPN they never would sell me those shows um but that's how that's how it started and I remember you know then I then I took ownership of the show two or three years after that um which was the best thing ever that's when I went to JM to produce it because Wintercom was and I loved I loved Randy White mm-hmm. he produces uh Major League Fishing I love Randy he's been in uh, it forever We've been been it forever, and he looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but that's how it started. Then I then I then I took it to to J M to produce because that's when it all came together. Of of Bassmaster, it all needed to be in one house anyway because it, it was almost like. You felt uh, this is how I felt back then. Was you almost felt like, all right, I'm gonna be with JM for Bassmaster this week. Then I'm gonna go do Zona show with with Wintercom. It was almost like a divorce where you're vis- visiting mom or you're visiting dad, and it wasn't a good, it wasn't a healthy situation. So, so getting it all And look, the other side is to me, JM growing up, they they were, you know, they're they're they they were are and always will be. They're the premier, the apex of outdoor production. <laughs>
0: So, you weren't employed by Bass. You were employed when ESPN owned it, not Helen Severe.
1: Correct. I was so under you, an ESPN contract. I was never okay. back then. I was never under a Bass contract. And what was funny was when Bass actually sold it
0: to the McKinnis th- uh, group that the three Copeland, Logan, and Jerry.
1: ESPN actually came to me and asked if I Here's a here's a here's a great horrible, um, business move. They actually came to me for, to, if I was interested in this, in this, uh, show called college game day. And I turned <laughs> that down.
0: <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Let's take a deep breath here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this is back with, uh, w- right when Herb street was kind of yes, getting started. into it and yes. all that, and they were doing college game Day, and they liked your presence in the ESPN outdoor block. Because for those yeah. of you who don't remember, uh, there was loudmouth bass. Was it Byron U and Jay Kumar?
1: By, yes, and uh, a fellow named John Kernan who came it, from the from the NASCAR
0: world. yeah and it was a uh, Sports Center style show that just did bass fishing. You had uh, mm-hmm. G Man's Garage. You had all sorts of. There was an entire outdoor block that ESPN was trying to turn bass fishing into NASCAR, so to speak, to try to yes. drive it and generate interest. And this is the era where you came in where where the personalities developed this was this was your your skeet like skeet reese was a perfect example of someone who who came up in that
1: prospered prospered prospered
0: in that era that was the mike iconelli with the flame shirts and the nike air stuff and the uh never give up I, i remember going back and watching that that show uh where uh Hackney was vying for the angler of the year. He was just this dude in a tucked in shirt. No one knew. I mean, he wasn't the hack attack yet, but that was a very critical time in fishing where the personalities really popped. And then you were on board and your job was to really try to, you want to talk about growing the sport at that time. It's on ESPN. I mean, you literally were coming on and learning how to do this at the yeah. most pivotal time, with the most eyeballs and the most millions of dollars being pumped into the sport that there ever has been on an international level.
1: Yes, and it was. I I didn't know any better. You know, you don't know at the time that it, that it was. It was such a, a a pivotal time with with FLW and bass, and the payouts were big. Uh, and what's funny is you said Hackney and, and that he was the first angler when I was on the road, he was the very first angler I met, uh, on the banks, uh, we were covering some, doing some coverage at, uh, the red river. And he was the first, ang- red river might've been Wachita river, I, whatever it was. And it goes on. And he's one of my best friends I've ever had on planet earth since then. So it's very mm-hmm. bizarre how it's gone completely full circle.
0: I mean, was there, a? I mean, when college game day took off, were you like, I'm glad I didn't do that. Or was there, were you like for a couple of years, were you like, Oh my God, what did I do?
1: I was very, very happy. But what's funny is, and not, not to be a a name dropper. Like I covered, I covered one, one bowl game and I, I covered a, a a quarterback. His name's Matt Stafford. And he was a freshman. And yeah, he was a freshman in college at Georgia. And we were talking and he's like, he's like, you know a lot about ball i'm like i mean i know a lot i'm not good at it but anyway uh, what's funny is the the, so i I turned that opportunity down and i don't know like what's funny was is it was a soft serve probably two or three different times if i was interested in what they wanted what i asked well what's it entail and it was it was more getting in the crowd and you know, showing the tailgating and what goes on. And I, I don't you. think that's a good That's not a good recipe for me. That's not, yeah. that's not good. I know. I know the outcome of that
0: right there.
1: But what's funny is that's back when Mike and Mike was huge. on yeah. ESPN. Huge.
0: And they would and have the this, classic on, and they would have yes. fishermen on during that because yes. it was that mold. It's just like hockey with ESPN. If ESPN owns a part of hockey, it's in Sports yes. Center. They're showing the highlights. They got the if ESPN doesn't own hockey. They treat it like cricket.
1: To this, <laughs> and what's funny? You're right. Yeah, absolutely right. What's funny to this day is Golik, and we we still fish together and you know have a beer together. As he said, we would sit in the cafeteria. And see you doing Bassmaster or see your television show and be like, right on, man. He told the man I ain't taking the job. And he and 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 Golick said this. He goes probably a horrible business move, but gosh, I got a lot of respect for you yeah. doing that. So yeah. very uh, cool. Very cool. A, and and Panger, I look back on it now. I look back on it now. And it was look, man, the at the end of every at, At the end, at the end of everything, of of, you know, I've thought about my career and all the way back to when I was a little kid. All you have is is memories. All all you have is memories. In in the fishing world, I mean, that's why we fish.
0: You're that's never going to make hunt. it through your speech.
1: Um, you're right. You're absolutely. You're <laughs> spot on. Um, all, all you have. That's why we fish, and that's why we hunt. Is for memories, and I can say the last twenty one years have been the most they've been the most look a lot of ups and downs and you know you, you deal with the the best fishermen on earth and a lot of the best fishermen on earth um they're a handful they're a handful and but i will tell you from the bassmaster and zona show they are the most they are the most kick ass memories um i wish my mom could have seen it i, I really mean that. that that's the the one thing I've thought about this week like wondering is she watching um because she's the one that pushed me to to always she would always say I don't care what you do but you've got you've got to do the you got to be the best try to be the best at what you do because I never thought I was the best at anything um but I learned that from her and I wish she could have seen this but uh the the memories are have just been so to everybody that I've worked with um uh, I'm so, so lucky to, it's been awesome. It's been awesome.
0: Yeah. are going to be like Wayne Gretzky. We got traded for Edmonton. Remember that press conference? He <laughs> couldn't could through get through experience. it. He made it like three lines through that had to, Oh,
1: I, I'll, I will. I'll, 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 I'll break. I'll break. Um, and I know I'll, I'll snap and it'll, it'll be when I look at Karen and, and my kids and my father, I, I will break. We've had a, we've had some tragedy in the family the last three years, and this this news was it, it was just something like of of hope and happiness. So, uh, all
0: right, I know you have to go because we slid this in. If you have five more minutes, I just want to rapid fire some recent questions. Uh, we'll bring it back around. I also want to mention uh, that the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame banquet is available. There is seating for the public for that event. I meet people every year who go, hey, we come here. You talk about the legends that are there. You can go to BassFishingHOF.com. They'll have information to get your tickets if you want to come to Wonders of Wildlife, Johnny's Coliseum in Springfield, Missouri. Go to the number one aquarium in the world and watch Z uh, and the other four anglers, uh, all deserving, get inducted. Like, that should be... Uh, uh, a, a bucket list thing that you guys can you could you can hang out. And Z told me he would do a shot with every fan that attended with him before his after, speech. After, after. Before his speech. So, I, uh, I will
1: tell you, I did keep one thing. I did keep one thing. And it was, I, Johnny Morris texted me. Um, I was like, I don't know if he's allowed to do this, but it was like, uh, yeah, he can do this. this is Johnny Morris. But he texted me, he said, Hey, I want you to know I voted for you in the hall of fame. And I kept, I kept that uh, screenshot of that text. Cause nice. I was like, I was like, wow, Johnny Morris voted for me. <laughs> the best. That's just awesome. Dude.
0: Yeah. that That's I pretty mean, cool. Oh
1: My gosh. It makes like, that's that's as cool as it gets, but uh, I've given uh, him, I've given him a lot of money since I was a little boy. Yeah. I think uh, we all the, have <laughs> anyway, anyway, he's
0: giving you a fair share. I opened up that Bass Pro Shops I, catalog still
1: taking good care of the family. I, I, I,
0: yeah. I see the, I see the commercials. Right. Uh All right, I don't know what these questions are because I haven't written them down, but we'll see if I can just rapid fire them. Uh, And we'll just do real quick. uh, One tournament in 2024, initial impressions, Toledo Bend.
1: Uh, I hope there's some diversity to come this next week on Lake Fork. But the one thing that we have learned uh, the last few years, you being one of the anglers, obviously you fish the Opens, uh, the one thing that we have learned There are way more, this is my takeaway, there are way more bass on these heavily popular pressured lakes that live offshore, I think, than we ever, we knew that with smallmouth, we've known that with spotted bass, but I don't think outside of Herring Lakes, we comprehended just how many big bass are born and live and stay out deep. There's my initial impression.
0: Uh, two anglers, real quick initial impression. On a Jordan Lee returning to the elite series with the top ten.
1: Good for Jordan. Uh, it was nice. It was really. It was. It was nice to you know. I, I do my my post mm-hmm. post uh, weigh in phone calls. Whoever's going to have a Bassmaster live, and I could tell J- Jordan was genuinely uh, happy. Jordan's a five bass limit dude. Obviously, is. Uh, pretty good at that as well um but it's good to have jordan back uh i was i was bummed when jordan left because uh, i think he probably would be barking on the door of four or five classics had he not left so
0: in your hall of fame career have you ever seen an entrance to the top level of professional bass fishing like ben Milliken over the past 13 months
1: Oh, no, no. Ben's, a, Ben's a, one of those uh, hybrids. He's a Benzo one in a million. And the other thing about it is, is as many follow. I said this on Bassmaster Live in short notes. No, I've not. But the other thing is Ben with, with what he does, whether it's television, you're going to have you're going to have fans and you're going to have haters. And and a lot of people thought he was going to trip and stumble and fall on his face in the opens. That did not happen. A lot of people thought that would happen the first uh, Elite Series tournament. That did not happen. Ben is Ben is the real deal, and uh, I I enjoyed calling that tournament because he doesn't look or act like your stereotypical rookie.
0: What is left on the to-do list for you professionally?
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fish full time.
0: I'm joking. I am absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Karen, Karen is sitting over there. Um, I, I, in all honesty, in all honesty, uh, the the to do list for me is gonna be one of these days coming to fish again without without cameras. You know, I know that day's coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that day is. Um, whether it's Bassmaster or Zona Show uh but i i really am i'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to I, I love my job i love my job but i also know my job will come to an end and i i actually look forward really i mean dude i'm a i'm a you know that pinger. i when i'm not doing bassmaster i am on a boat i don't know how i'm not on one. 65 degrees in michigan yeah, for real. Right it's now. 90 here right um but but i do i look forward to i look forward to packing the truck and, and the boat kind of the way I used to and, and picking my kids up and, and just going bass. And like, I really, really, really look forward to that because again, I'm certainly not bitching. Um, I've not been able to do that uh, a lot. So I guess that, that's my next to-do list for sure. All right, uh,
0: uh, last question, then I have a bonus question then I'll let you go in two seconds. Absolutely. What What are you going to put in your display at the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, because you're very wow. multifaceted here, and you get a little, little square, but that's what your Hall of Fame is. When anybody walks through that, and what you are going to be representative, have has that anything crossed your mind where you're like, that's going in it?
1: I will put, I will put the uh, the very first smallmouth bass that I caught. Um, I we got it mounted. It was like 16 inches, and I have it in my barn. But that fish changed the course. That fish changed the course of my life. I remember there was three, there was three bullies. Uh, on a, I, I caught that fish under a bridge, on a three-hooked a three-hook rubber worm with a split shot. And I remember them making fun of me before I caught it. And they were making fun. They were giving it to me. Uh, they were older than me. Uh, some of them might have been relatives of mine. And and they were giving me the the business and. I caught that bass and I remember all of them cheering, and that bass changed the course of my life. So I, I would say that that fish will be somewhere in that if it, if, you know, it's only that big. But in my, it, to now, that bass is immense what it did to my life.
0: Last question, and it's actually a viewer question because I know you're all about fans and viewers. Uh, Aaron H asked this. 30 minutes ago, but I wanted to save it for last. And he he wants to know does this Hall of Fame designation make up for the Oscar snub in bait roll? In uh, bait shop. <laughs> oh this um, is all right in the world bait. now.
1: Hey, listen, listen, listen. This is no joke. Bait shop is possibly the worst cinematic presentation in the history of movies. I I'm very aware. And they and they actually still air it because I'll get I'll get drunk to
0: it's on all the time do you still get paid for that
1: time. listen this is no joke i did not want to do it i was in i was with randy white i was in florida and espn told me you've got to go there so i go there and i do it and and i actually got pissed off and we left we left and with they still had stuff to do i'm like dude i'm gonna go i'm going to jobey i'm going fishing and Until you, I had to sign some, uh, get in a thing called it's called an actors guild. I didn't know what that meant at the time. Panger, I'm not kidding. I was getting $800 checks every couple months for like a couple years, and I'm like, bait shop is the best thing that on planet Earth ever.
0: So. it's a it seriously though like you want to talk about like something cool that just like adds to the whole story like dude like that's that's part of your story man that that was that's a, a cult legend
1: i i got to hang with billy ray cyrus there's not many people can say that
0: <laughs> will he be at the hall of fame induction
1: uh i i i don't i don't foresee that he will but i i, I think we're gonna have some some so i got some pretty cool cool friends that that I fished with that I, that um, I I think are going to show up to that induction that uh, I think a lot of folks will know who they are. They're, they're good at football.
0: Wow. Like I said, I greatly appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're fresh off of uh, fresh off of the elite series. Stop. Uh, on Toledo, Ben, you just got off a plane, headed. So that's why we did a noon show. Uh, well worth it. Ran it through so we could get a full forty-seven minutes with you. Even went seven minutes extra. Then we'll run breaks. We'll come back and I'll I'll just spew some stuff about stuff. Uh, but. It, <laughs> Well, I, I just, I don't know what direction I want to go in just because it's a new hey, era and it was I, very I, apparent that it's a yes, new yeah, era the... and it was not just on the Elite Series. It was across yeah. the board. So yeah, th- the, I'm not asking label. you to get into that. I was just teasing the next segment after we let you uh, go I, hang out.
1: I, I will tell you, and I mean this, uh, all, you know, all all the viewers of, of Bath Zone throughout the many, many, many years, you you and, and Jeffries have always been a massive, and I'm not, I, this is not BS. You guys have been a massive support um, for so many years. But most of all, your viewers, because I know a lot of your viewers are bleed over to Bass and, and Zona World. Um, just, I mean this sincerely from the bottom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Zona. A year ago today, uh, a year ago this week, you were on the show. You pulled over on the side of the road uh, wow. to talk yeah, about Kevin right. Van Dam's announcement for his retirement and now a year later you're out here talking about getting inducted into the bass fishing hall of fame it's a heck of a 12 months so weird it is
1: uh but thank you i i know you've been on that board uh it it uh one of the coolest things to ever happen in my entire life and i'm very happy uh for for my team because they're the best thank you z thanks man
0: see ya all right that is the one and only mark zona and like i said you guys can head over to bassfishinghof dot uh, com talk about read the press release uh when we come back uh we'll talk about what we have going on for the rest of the week speaking of the hall of fame uh we got a really cool uh really cool show lined up for tomorrow but we'll talk about that when we come back it is btl on a tuesday btl at lunch we'll be back right after this
1: yes Fishing isn't just a hobby, it's an obsession. Whether it's blazing hot or bitterly cold, bright sunshine, raining or even snowing. Someplace, somewhere, there's a fish that's ready to bite. And as the angler, you need baits that will catch the fish anywhere, anytime, no matter the conditions. From throwing topwaters to cranking the depths, know the baits to throw. Choose Spro. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised, and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the Soft Touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96-inch wide-body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry-leading design coupled with tournament-winning performance. The Puma STS from Basscat. Feel the rush.
0: Get the best patterns backed by tournament data. Start by finding the best 10% of your lake. Know exactly what to look for and what to throw. After that, you just put them in the boat. Try the deep dive app today. Look at that beast right there. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beat Down Outdoors products by visiting beatdownoutdoors.com. All right, welcome back, BTL on Tuesday. Uh excited actually for the next like 24 to 48 hours. Uh immediately after the show, I am uh headed to the bass tank and f- a few additions to the cat, actually one main addition, uh keyword perspective there. So but tomorrow. Uh, really cool show so the bass fishing hall of fame had a, an auction uh, last fall where you could bid on trips and items and things like that and one of them was a, a btl show so uh clyde glenn from down in texas i've been talking with him on the phone tournament fisherman uh actually pretty good tournament fisherman too but he is going to come up and co-host btl tomorrow sitting right across from me we are going to do the show at 8.30 a.m., and then we are going to jump in the cat and head and go long pole some giant crappie. But uh, I said, hey, man, who do you uh, who do you want to have on as the guest? Because uh, we'll talk to him because he's kind of in depth in some team tournament stuff. And and I'm interested in how that is going down in Texas. Uh, and he's like, man, it'd be awesome to have Brandon Belt on a uh, major league ball player uh, jumped into the tackle business with uh, Brian Robinson. We've, we've had on the show, who's a former Vikings player. So he also has a team series uh, that is going on in Texas that has really good payouts, really good schedule. A lot of the guys that I've talked to down there said it's an incredibly well run, team series uh so i got a hold of brian who got me in touch with uh brandon belt so brandon belt will be on the show tomorrow uh to talk about uh the team series down there what's going on in texas and uh why a major league ball player want to spend so much time and effort in the fishing uh arena and then at the end of the show tomorrow johnny schultz from uh the deep dive app and fish the moment will be on i really thought it was really cool what he did uh last week on the show breaking down uh, how and where it would go down on Toledo Bend. It was interesting. We kind of put a caveat on that saying, hey, you know, there's not enough data to talk about uh, Dameki rigging and things like that offshore, but the areas of the lake and that type of stuff is exactly how it went down. So he's going to break down Lake Fork tomorrow uh, at the end of the show. And then Thursday. We have a live show from Uncle Frank, and then I'm headed to Santee Cooper for the third stop in the Bassmaster Opens. Uh, over the week, and I didn't get a chance to talk a lot about this yesterday because I was at Omnia uh, with Trevor Lowe, did a live show uh, up at Omnia. One of the cool things that I also didn't really get to talk about was uh, when I went, we went up for that uh Dick Highly St. Jude Bass Classic fundraiser, had a day in between. And Adam Bartuzek, who ice fishes up there, was like, you want to catch a burbot or an eel pout? And I was like, yeah, new species. Never caught one before. But there's no ice in central Minnesota right now. I mean, there is. It's just awful. And there's some lakes that are opening up. So we ended up driving up uh, north, and he had a buddy who was on a burbot bite. And I caught a burbot in 30 foot of water. And it was cool. I got a picture of it up on my uh, Instagram, but man, everybody up there fishes is really savvy. It was a it was a cool kind of a one-off experience that I don't think I'll ever get a uh, get a chance to do again. so uh, so that was really neat. but yeah, it's uh three tournaments and outside of the Rayburn Toyota series, which a uh, uh, a rig was a big player in that. Uh, It it was very interesting to see how many spinning rods uh, were on the front deck of the boats in stained water, in off-colored water, in shallow water, in deep water. And I will say one of the things that I am excited about and that I thought Bass did a really good job of, and I don't think Bass got enough credit for this, and not, this is not controversial to me. This is just fact because they have to put out the best, most entertaining product, regardless of whether you have 10 guys to your rigging, regardless of whether you have 10 guys throwing a spinnerbait, 10 guys jerk baiting, 10 guys deep cranking. I thought that the Bassmaster team, and I, you could tell they've had to have meetings about this, like, all right, this is, this is, uh, going to be a predominant pattern just like they would with anything else now let's go in and find the intricacies of it what makes uh vegeta what makes patrick walters what makes these guys better than a lot of the other guys what are the the intricate changes how can we show the skill that is involved in this because in all honesty if there wasn't skill involved in it and you just get the unit then everyone would basically end up tied. But I thought Bass did a really good job uh, of making that entertaining. I watched a lot of it. I also watched a lot of the uh, major league fishing product, which was uh good as, as well. I had a vested interest in that heading to the open uh, next week, but I thought that uh, the Rick Klun segments and what Bass has done with the 50th year with so many of the guys that are running the, Uh, logo on it and then they're running the features the videos uh, with rick during the live broadcast i thought it was brilliant for bass in that first event to put uh the launch and the live feed on youtube i thought that was awesome it had good uh viewer content so uh, all in all i thought it was a, a really great week of of entertaining live coverage of professional bass fishing and then you can go over to the bpt and you see the dynamic of the weights zeroing where you have justin lucas who has just an incredible career day with like five for 36 or 37 who ends up only catching one or two fish uh on the second day after it's zeroed and then the strategy of the guys were the average fish was three and three quarter pounds and then you've got rojas who was in the lead uh for a lot of the day and then kept pace with Jacob Wheeler, who I believe got a seventh MLF victory this week, but Rojas was playing the game with buck bass and smaller fish, while the other guys were taking big chunks out with bigger fish. That was truly a mixed bag that I like to see, where you had shallow damiki rig fish, you had chatterbait fish, you had uh Nico fish, you had crankbait fish, spinnerbait fish. Zach Burge was on there catching one on a, a buzzbait, so. I thought it was a great week of coverage, uh, and I'm looking forward to Lake Fork to see how that one shakes out. So I did just film with Andrew Upshaw for the Open Pros Pick'em. That show will be on his channel today. And then, like I said, uh, Clyde Glenn in studio tomorrow with me, co-hosting BTL. Brandon Belt talking about, uh, I think it's called The Show Show series that he has on btl and then frank on thursday so uh big shout out to mark zona it was a pain in the butt for him to take the time to do that and i greatly appreciate it uh and as well deserved induction into the 2024 class of the bass fishing hall of fame all right that's all we got for today i got the boat hooked up outside i'm headed to see the mad scientist scott palmer at the bass tank We'll be here bright and early, 8.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. See ya.